You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Chris Robinson Travel Show. Heard Saturday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by VisitTheUSA.ca. Come and explore the magnificence of U.S. national parks. From exotic locales a continent away to weekend stays down the highway. Pack a suitcase and your vacation imagination. It's time for the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, this is Chris Robinson inviting you to come with me on a great American road trip. I was inspired by the Visit the USA website, which has details on many great American road trips that you always dreamt you would take one day. Last fall, I took the Oregon Trail from Kansas to the Pacific Ocean. This time, I'm starting on the Pacific Coast in San Francisco and driving 5,000 kilometers through California, Arizona and New Mexico. Every great road trip needs a theme, a thread that provides a purpose to the trip. My objective on this trip is to visit the iconic national parks of America's southwest, in what is a very special year for the National Park Service of the United States. This is the U.S. National Park Service 2016 Centennial Year, 100 years of preserving, protecting and opening up some of the greatest natural and historical spaces on the continent. Since the 19th century, the scenic natural wonders of the West, such as the towering mountains and majestic trees of Yosemite, and the immense vistas of the Grand Canyon, inspired individual Americans to ask their government to create national parks. In 1916, the work of caring for these places was moved to the National Park Service, with the responsibility to leave them unimpaired for the enjoyment of future generations. Today, there are over 400 national parks and monuments, which include not only places of scenic grandeur, but also places that commemorate history. The national parks have been described as America's best idea. This trip will make that claim come alive in the region where the idea was first realized, America's West. Within an hour of landing in San Francisco, I've picked up my rental car and I'm heading across the iconic Golden Gate Bridge with the Pacific Ocean glinting in the sunshine far below. It leads me here to Muir Woods National Monument, a little gem of a park with an awe-inspiring valley of massive coast redwoods, the tallest trees in the world. The land was brought by William Kent to protect these last stands of uncut redwoods, and it was Kent who introduced the legislation to create the National Park Service exactly 100 years ago. It's all the more fitting to begin my journey here because he named the park after John Muir, the spiritual father of the National Park Service. Well, I've driven east from San Francisco towards the snows of the Sierra Nevada to Yosemite National Park. It was to this awe-inspiring wilderness of high Sierra and granite cliffs that John Muir brought Teddy Roosevelt to convince him of the need to protect such wondrous places. And I'm here in Yosemite Valley with Scott Gediman, park ranger at Yosemite National Park. And I'm thinking that uh, John Muir probably allowed the landscape to do all the talking here. John Muir did. He fell in love with Yosemite from the moment he walked in, spent a lot of time here, and saw this as nature's great creation as his temple. 
and we are in a sacred spot as we sit here. As we sit here at the base of Lower Yosemite Fall, we're in a spot where John Muir actually lived. This was where he had his what is called a mill race, where he worked for one of the hotel owners to saw logs. And we're literally sitting at the spot where John Muir spent a summer here in the late 1800s. You can feel the spray from the falls, the, the tallest falls in North America. Magnificent sight in the spring. Yeah, it is. Uh, Yosemite Falls is the tallest waterfall in North America, the fifth highest in the world. It's a gorgeous time of year, and it's a glorious day. It really is. And there are so many must-sees here in Yosemite. Yeah, people come here all over the wor- from all over the world. We have things like waterfalls, Yosemite Falls, Bridal Veil Fall, beautiful granite monoliths, El Capitan, Half Dome. There's Tuolumne Meadows. There's the Mariposa Grove of Giant Sequoias. The list goes on. And we're sitting in the shade of some absolutely magnificent uh, trees. We are. It's beautiful here. Here in Yosemite Valley, we're surrounded by incense cedar, ponderosa pine, black oak trees. Just gorgeous. It's a special year for the National Park Service. What are you doing to celebrate here? Well, it's our 100th year. We're celebrating our centennial on August 25th, 100 years of the National Park Service. We've got events throughout the year. We're going to have a big Earth Day celebration, a big celebration on August 25th. We're having all kinds of events. We're bringing in local school children. It's just a great time to really celebrate the national park system. It's something to celebrate, as you say. And the visitor experience here is, is really tailored to all kinds of visitors. That's the great thing about Yosemite. It's so accessible. People can come and do short walks. There's also almost 800 miles of hiking trails. Wow. <laughs> People can hike. There's skiing in the wintertime, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing in the summertime, hiking, of course rafting, fishing, people come here to paint, draw pictures, just enjoy the scenery. There's just countless things to do. It is a park for all seasons. You know, people can come here in the winter. I love the winter. It's slower time of year. Spring's great for waterfalls. Summer's wonderful. We're open 365 days a year. Okay, well, I think we've got to get out there some more. This is a beautiful spot, but uh, I'm feeling that uh, we need to do some hiking. Have you got an idea? Well, I'm thinking we'll finish here at the falls, maybe go up Vernal Fall, maybe go up to Upper Yosemite Falls. The choices are out there. Sounds fantastic. Okay, Scott, lead on. All right, let's go. Well, how to follow the superlatives of Yosemite? Why just drive south down the Sierra Nevada to not one, but two national parks that are larger than Yosemite, but receive half as many visitors. Yet here you can find a chasm deeper than the Grand Canyon, Geological wonders are plenty, and the largest trees on Earth. I'm in Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Parks with the general manager for the concessions, Colin Bullock. Colin, I just suspect that Sequoia and Kings Canyon may be the best-kept secret of the National Park Service. I would say that too, Chris. Uh, a lot of people uh, connect uh, when they come over here uh, and, they're, and they're looking around at the national parks. They, they usually do Yosemite. Yosemite's world world-renowned, and then uh, part of the, of the package is to come down through Sequoia and Kings Canyon. And, and a lot of people, when they come here, are just absolutely blown away by what they see. Uh, we have uh, some of the, the largest, oldest trees in the world, the giant sequoias. We have, uh, as you mentioned earlier on, we have uh, the deep gorge of the Kings Canyon uh, from 2,000 feet on the Kings River all the way up to Mount Whitney, which is... Uh, the uh, mainland United States' uh, tallest mountain. Uh, and 
just spectacular scenery, uh, great backdrops. Well, tell us more about these uh, spectacular trees. Uh, the giant sequoia trees uh, are, are huge. Uh, the, the base area is anything from 30 to 35 feet in diameter to uh, 250 to 300 feet in height. They are just a colossal tree. Uh, the limbs themselves uh, are as big as some of the, of the larger trees we have that are not part of the sequoias. So they are just, they're, they're grand. And the place to find out more about them, of course, is the Giant Forest Museum. Correct. Uh, the Giant Forest Museum you'll find on the way up on Highway 198, uh, right, uh, right in the middle of the Giant Forest yeah, the giant forest. Well, we're going to be going there next. I'm looking forward to, to that. And we're going to be doing some snowshoeing as well. This time of year, it's a great outdoor activity. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of places around here, plenty of trails to go snowshoeing, both here in Sequoia and also Kings Canyon. Uh, you can be out in meadows or you can be uh, in amongst the forest. Uh, you, can, you can actually snowshoe through uh, some of the giant uh, forest groves. Yeah. A lot of people will come up here and uh, hike around or snowshoe or even uh, tubing. Sledding. No, this is the outdoors writ large, but what I love about this place in particular, and where we're actually having this interview in particular, is, is that it's, so, it's kind of the outdoors civilised. Uh, you want to have a nice place to lay your head at night and, and something nice to eat, and wow, you can do that here. The great thing about the national parks is the, that uh, there are some great hotels uh, within the national park. The hotel we're in right now, the Wasachi Lodge, it's, uh, it was built in 1998, it's uh, got 102 rooms, everything from uh, your standard room up to uh, suites, and uh, the rates are very reasonable. And, and it's, you step out your door and you're right there in the forest. It's spectacular. We're looking out at mountains, snow-capped mountains and the forest and this glorious um, wooden lodge. Uh, it really, it's a privilege to, to be here in the middle of the National Park in a building like this. You know what's spectacular too? Uh, when, you walk, when you're walking from the parking lot from the lodges back down to the main building and the backdrop uh, where you have these uh, really majestic peaks, snow, snow-covered peaks, uh, whoever decided to put the, the, uh, the main part of the lodge in that backdrop really knew what they were doing because it is something that will take your breath away. And it does. Colin, thank you so much for your hospitality here and looking forward to getting out and exploring the park. You're very welcome, Chris, and I hope you enjoy yourself. To find out more about this road trip and many more right across America, check out visittheusa.ca. And to access tons of information on the national parks, go to outdoors.visittheusa.ca. You can also go to the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website to find out all the website links in this show and so much more. We're taking a quick break, but I'll be right back and heading south into one of the most feared and ferocious, the most inhospitable places in the US, Death Valley. And then on to perhaps the most famous national park of them all, the Grand Canyon. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. The U.S. National Parks has spent the last century preserving what nature took a 100,000 years to perfect. Ready when you are. Come explore every awe-inspiring cliff, every plummeting canyon and thundering waterfall in 2016. The centennial of the U.S. National Parks. Learn about the USA and the great outdoor initiative at visittheusa.ca and discover this land like never before. What if there was a paint that completely rewrote paint's genetic code and gave colors a whole new life? 
That's what Benjamin Moore did. Reinvent paint. Now is the perfect time to take advantage of Benjamin Moore's exceptional sale. For a limited time, the third gallon of Regal Select paint is free. Yes, free. From Thursday till Sunday at your Benjamin Moore store only. Don't miss out. Details in store. Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Mania is the largest production of ABBA in the world. The New York Times says they're amazing. The Chicago Tribune, unbelievable. Hear all the hits from Waterloo to Dancing Queen. On the same show is Night Fever as the Bee Gees. Five decades of hits to Love Somebody, Jive Talking, and many more. Don't miss these two great shows. Coming to Roy Thompson Hall, Saturday, April 23rd at 8 p.m. Call 416-872-4255 or online at RoyThompson.com. Well, it's Discover the Tony Award-winning musical Million Dollar Quartet live at Niagara Falls View Casino. Inspired by the jam session that brought Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Elvis Presley together for the first and only time. Million Dollar Quartet live June 21st to 30th at Niagara Falls View Casino. Visit fallsviewcasinoresort.com for tickets. Million Dollar Quartet June 21st to 30th live at Niagara Falls View Casino. Thanks for calling Reliance Home Comfort. Hi, I'm interested in your free air conditioner offer. Great. So when you buy a select furnace, you'll get an air conditioner free when you pay for installation. Awesome. So when do I jump through burning hoops? No hoops. Lower it into a pit of cobras? Oh, I know. A tank of live piranhas. (laughs) Nope. Get a free air conditioner when you buy a select furnace and pay for installation. Conditions apply. Call 1-866-RELIANCE or visit reliancehomecomfort.com for details. At Reliance, we're not comfortable until you are. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around, you could miss it. Did you just now make that up? Ferris Bueller said it. I love that movie. So say to your partner, I'm going to Spence Diamonds and wander around a while. Want to come? That's big. Life moves pretty fast. Stop and look around. At Spence. We sell engagement rings. Spence. Off Brimley outside Scarborough Town Center on Highway 7, just off Highway 400 in Vaughan and in Mississauga near Square One. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by VisitTheUSA.ca. Come and explore the magnificence of U.S. national parks. What the world needs now is more of the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Hi, and welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on our Western USA road trip to some of those magnificent national parks to celebrate their 100th birthday. We've already visited iconic Yosemite, mighty Kings Canyon and stately Sequoia National Parks, and now I'm heading to the hottest, driest and lowest place in America, to the dauntingly named Death Valley National Park. The national parks of the U.S. are so diverse. Yesterday, Sequoia boasted the highest mountain in the contiguous U.S., the largest trees in the world, and snows that will linger on into May. Continuing south and east in California, I've driven to Death Valley National Park, which has the lowest point in America, almost no trees at all, and definitely no snow. And I'm with Diane Milliard, who is a park ranger at the epicentre of Death Valley. Now, this is a very different sort of place, well, to just about anywhere else in the world, isn't it, Diane? Well, yes, it is. Um, We have the hottest, lowest and driest place in North America here. 
And we have altitudes ranging from below sea level to 11,000 feet. We have an incredible diversity of landscapes, flora, fauna, geologic processes that Death Valley is very famous for. Geology professors from all over the country bring their students here to study the geology of Death Valley. Listeners know that I'm a bit of an amateur geologist, and for me, this place is a wonderland. The geology is just laid bare wherever you look. This is true, and even though some things are very easy to understand because it's laid bare, there are still mysteries that um, all the geologists together can't figure out exactly what's going on here. So that makes it pretty exciting in whatever season of the year that you visit. Now, when I think of deserts, I don't necessarily think of flora, but you mentioned flora, and of course this is a very special time. We just happened upon one of the great desert blooms in Death Valley. Yes, uh, this year we are having the largest bloom we've had in over a decade. Uh, We had some big thunderstorms that came through in October, flash floods, that caused a lot of devastation to some of the man-made infrastructure here in the park, but also caused us to have incredible wildflowers. We have over a thousand different species of plants that live here in Death Valley, and a lot of them are in flower right now. So it's pretty special. You can find plants from teeny tiny little belly flowers you have to get down on your belly to see and smell (laughs) to flowers that are three feet high and covering entire fields. It's a glorious sight, and it's one of those things that you just happen upon on a road trip, and you you need to spend the time and make the most of those opportunities when they happen, and this is a very special time here in uh, in Death Valley. And here at Furnace Creek, suddenly the temperature is 100 degrees Fahrenheit. We're, what, 190 feet below sea level? Yes, and uh, if you um, go on to Badwater, it's 282 feet below sea level. It is the lowest place in the northern North America. Wow. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you this question next. So where should I go to next? My, my road trip through Death Valley is continuing. What are the, the other highlights? Well, it might be really good to go down and uh, get your bragging rights. Go see Badwater, wow. see the salt pan, okay. and then drive up through Artist Palette, where you have rocks of every color of the rainbow, and you'll see some nice wildflowers there also. Wow. Continuing on, you could hit Zabriskie Point, the most photographed viewpoint in the park, and head on up to Dante's View because that 100-degree weather might be getting to you. Dante's <laughs> View is over 5,000 feet, and our flowers are moving up into the mid-elevations right now, so the drive to Dante's View is just splendid with wildflowers. Oh, Zabriskie Point, Dante's View, bad water. Right, okay, they're next on my road trip itinerary. Dan, thank you so much for spending some time with us here at this very unique national park. Thank you, Chris. After hitting the highlights of Death Valley, I have driven out of California, across a corner of Nevada, skirting the bright lights of Las Vegas, past the Hoover Dam and Lake Mead, to enter Arizona. Now, there has to be room on a road trip like this for the unplanned stops along the way like my lunch and wine tasting at Vista Ranch and Cellars, and a pause at a California orange stand for the most delicious fresh orange juice imaginable. And now the road ahead has snow patches as I climb to over 6,000 feet, approaching a great abyss in this plateau, the magnificent Grand Canyon. Dawn in the Grand Canyon. Now nature holds her breath to see the vital flood of radiance leap 
across the chasm and crest the farthest rim until the cataract of colour breaks upon the blackness of the granite floor. Well, greater men and women than I have tried to conjure up the essence of this place. Those were the words of Henry Van Dyke, and just a few minutes later, I'm in the company of park ranger Emily Davis. Emily, sunrise, sunset, midday at the Grand Canyon always lives up to its promise, doesn't it? It's an incredible place. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem a moment ago that the, those lights and the colours in the canyon were, were one thing, and now they're completely changed. That's one of the best things about Grand Canyon is it's a different place from what it was 10 minutes ago. And one of the greatest pleasures of being a park ranger here in the Grand Canyon must be looking at the faces of your visitors as they peer down into the Grand Canyon for the very first time. I think as much as park rangers love Grand Canyon, we do what we do because we love the people that come here and we do love seeing that range of emotions from pure joy to sadness sometimes to uh, people that are blown away and don't know how to express their feelings. Yeah. It's looking down into the canyon is is like looking into uh, an immense time machine. Yeah, taking a look into Grand Canyon, you're looking back something like 1.7 billion years uh, back into Earth history. So those rocks down at the very bottom are uh, just remotely old. They're incredibly old. Not, of course, the oldest rocks on the planet, but certainly some of the oldest rocks here in this country. Um, uh, Vishnu Schist does date to about 1.7 billion years. That's uh, a long time ago. And then as you come up the, the, the layers, we come up to the, is it the Kaibab limestone at the top? The Kaibab limestone is the cap rock here, and it's about 270 million years old. So just a youngster. <laughs> just a youngster. Well, of course, this is the park's centennial year, and you directed me towards the the watchtower, which is right on the canyon's edge. And and that's going to be one of the images that is central to the uh, celebrations. We're very excited about the uh, rededication of the Desert View Watchtower, and it is one of our centennial projects. Uh, We'll we'll turn it this year into a sort of tribal heritage center um, to connect people to some of the the local resources here, not just Grand Canyon, but uh, the Navajo tribe, Zuni tribe. And we have 11 associated tribes here at Grand Canyon, and that's a way to connect visitors to those tribes and to how special this place is to them as well. Yeah, it, it, it felt a spiritual place. And I met Jesse Johnson there, who is a, a Zuni First Nation a craftsman, and he's creating magnificent, just beautiful turquoise jewelry from local turquoise stone. And he, he's really quite an inspiring young man. And he's rooted in his people's place here. Can, can you tell us something about that? Uh, the Zunis, um, uh, like the 10 other affiliated or associated tribes, rather, um, have very close connection to the canyon. But the Zunis uh, consider a, a place at the bottom of Grand Canyon called Ribbon Falls to be their place of emergence into this current world. Uh, and they consider the waterways of uh, the Colorado River, for example, and the Little Colorado River to be the umbilical cord that connects them from their home place to their place of emergence, which is Ribbon Falls in Grand Canyon. What a great story. So this is not simply a geological wonder of the world. It's, it's also a, a very much a, a people place. It very much is. You're right. I, I think a lot of people come expecting just the geologic wonders and vastness of this place. And the more they delve into it, the more they realize that uh, we are connected uh, through people um, as much as through rocks here at Grand Canyon. 
Well, thank you very much for your guidance in this magnificent national park, Emily. Well, and thanks for sharing this uh, with Canada, Chris. <laughs> I have only one piece of advice on the Grand Canyon. Experience it for yourself as soon as possible. This is my third visit here, and I remain utterly humbled by the place. To find out more about road trips all over the U.S., seek out the visitusa.ca website. Go to the Explore tab and click on the Road Trips for a whole range of suggested road trips from the Oregon Trail to the Southwest Landscapes to Route 66. And also spend time with the National Parks website at nps.gov. And don't worry if you can't remember all of this. All you need to know is at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com. I'm going to take a quick break to take in the view over the infinite here at the Grand Canyon just one last time. And then I'll be hitting the road again, driving on old Route 66 to visit one of Arizona's lesser-known scenic wonders, Petrified Forest National Park. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. The U.S. National Parks has spent the last century preserving what nature took 100,000 years to perfect. Ready when you are. Come explore every awe-inspiring cliff, every plummeting canyon and thundering waterfall in 2016. The centennial of the U.S. National Parks. Learn about the USA and the great outdoor initiative at visittheusa.ca and discover this land like never before. Sex, secrets, and scandal. At an exclusive party, a secret is about to be revealed. The Shaw Festival presents A Woman of No Importance by Oscar Wilde. This glittering social satire is a piercing look at society's public values and their impact on private lives. To receive free wine-tasting vouchers from Peller Estates and Trius Winery, go to shawfest.com. January, woohoo! February, woohoo! March, woohoo! April, you get the picture, but in case you didn't, that's me every single month. With the control bundle from Just Energy, I pay the same monthly rate for natural gas and electricity supply. That includes an Ecobee 3 Wi-Fi thermostat and Pulse app to optimize my home energy efficiency, all for just $89.98 a month. Know what I have to say to that? Woohoo! Call Just Energy at 1-844-YES-WOOHOO today. Price does not include global adjustment or utility, regulatory or administrative charges. Celtic Thunder Legacy, an exciting new live show that celebrates Irish and Celtic music around the world. A perfect blend of contemporary Irish music, lively upbeat tunes, and folk songs and ballads. Don't miss the spectacular show from Billboard's top world music artists. Experience Celtic Thunder Legacy today. Friday, September 2nd at Casino Rama Resort. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. Patrons must be 19 years of age or older. Hibernation is officially over. At Infinity, we're ready to celebrate spring with an amazing offer on the Infinity QX50 luxury crossover. Look out, spring. With standard 325 horsepower, you can lease the luxuriously equipped 2016 QX50 from only $4.98 a month for 48 months at 2.59% with zero down. Hurry into your Infinity retailer for a test drive or visit infinitygtaretailers.ca for details. For a limited time, get incredibly fast, unlimited internet so your family can stream on all their devices with the Rogers Ignite 100 Unlimited Bundle. Easily discover the TV shows, sports, and movies you'll love. Plus, get unlimited home phone to always keep your family connected. With fast speeds and unlimited usage, it's the perfect bundle for your family. 
Get the Rogers Ignite 100 Unlimited Bundle. Now with a guaranteed price of $99.99 a month on a two-year term. Offer ends soon. Call one 888 today. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by VisitTheUSA.ca. Come and explore the magnificence of U.S. national parks. Exciting destinations. Compelling conversation. You're listening to the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show, where I'm on location on a great American road trip, traveling the American Southwest to take in America's greatest idea, the national parks. The Grand Canyon is a tough act to follow, but I'm now driving south and east across the state of Arizona towards another national park that combines majestic landscapes with remote history. Come hitch a ride with me to Petrified Forest National Park. I have come to a national park that combines two exquisite attractions, the hauntingly beautiful landscapes of the Painted Desert and the amazing fossilised record of ancient trees. Here in Petrified Forest National Park, it is possible to step back 225 million years and see, touch and marvel at logs that have been perfectly preserved. To guide me through the wonders of this park, I have met with Richard Ullman, head park ranger at Petrified Forest here at the Visitor Centre. And Richard, this is a great place to start our voyage of discovery. We are so glad you're here today. Well, first of all, of course, you've got to describe what it is that we're looking at in these petrified logs. Absolutely. It's the reason why we're a national park. You have everything from small flakes to giant uh, logs of petrified wood. Uh, They're very colorful. Uh, and they're uh, from the late Triassic, some 225 million years ago. Wow, and how have they come to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a long story, but the simple answer is these trees, these massive trees back in the late Triassic, were buried very quickly and uh, were, were essentially fossilized over millions of years as the wood slowly turned to, to quartz. Wow, and they're absolutely beautiful objects. They're almost like agate. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the, the term that is often used is kaleidoscopic. You know, it's a rainbow of colors. Hence the reason why we have a rainbow forest in the southern part of the park. Well, let's talk about where are we going to find these, these trees? You'll find petrified wood uh, throughout the park. Uh, we've got about 40 kilometers of road uh, to enjoy, but you find some of the largest concentrations and the largest pieces of petrified wood in the southern part of our park. Now, we're talking... 225 million years ago. This is the the Triassic period when the dinosaurs were just beginning to to appear on the Earth. Absolutely. In fact, uh, uh, our association just came out with a book called Dawn of the Dinosaurs that showcases the the emerging fossil record coming out of the Chinle Formation, which uh, composes uh, the geology of the park. Well, the petrified wood may be the kind of stars of this park, but I think the thing that just uh, takes your breath away is the landscape in which they're found. I, I totally agree. Not only is the petrified wood incredibly colorful, but we also showcase some of the best examples of the painted desert. And so you get these incredible striations of purples and oranges and reds and yellows. It's, it's, it's quite dramatic, especially uh, around sunrise and sunset. Um, now, the visitor experience starts here at the visitor center. Take us through what visitors are then going to do. 
Sure. Uh, so we have a, a, a park orientation film at the Visitor Center here to introduce people to the park and what there is to offer. There, we have free maps uh, and helpful rangers to set people up for success. Again, there's about 40 kilometers of road through the park. There's ample opportunity to stop, get out of the car, take a walk on an established trail. Uh, we're also promoting uh, off-the-beaten-path hikes okay. uh, for, the, for the adventurous. Uh, there's a variety of destinations to enjoy the painted desert, to enjoy the petrified wood, to enjoy the open space and the, uh, the solitude and the quiet of the place as well. Well, you suggested uh, hiking. Where exactly should I go to hike? Well, that's that's difficult uh, to answer, but I'd say uh, one of my favorites. Uh, there's a, a very short trail, less than two kilometers, uh, in its entirety at Blue Mesa, and it drops you kind of into the, an area of the Painted Desert, and it also showcases some ex- some really wonderful examples of petrified wood that you could uh, that you could touch and feel and look at. Okay, and uh, one last question, I guess, is how long should people uh, look to to spend in the park? Oh, well, any amount of time spent here is time well spent. I, I would suggest a, a minimum of a half day, but uh, uh, if one could spend a full day here uh, or, or perhaps even more, it would be time, again, very, very well spent. Well, this is a, a gem, I think, undiscovered at National Park, Richard, and I'm, I'm sure that after listening to this show, you're going to see a lot more Canadians coming down here. <laughs> we welcome them. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Richard Ellman. I'm going to now take your good advice and uh, and find that Blue Mesa Trail that you recommended. All the best. Thank you. One of the great treats of American road trips are the little diversions along the way. Travelling across Arizona, I diverted to Meteor Crater, the world's most perfectly preserved meteor impact crater, nearly a mile across and 550 feet deep. On a whole different scale, I found myself standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, on celebrated Route 66, straight out of the Eagles song. And I spent last night in Holbrook, Arizona, in a concrete teepee at a classic Route 66 hostelry called the Wigwam Motel, time-warped in the 1950s. Only on a classic American road trip. Continuing my road trip eastwards, I've entered another state, New Mexico. And here on scenic Route 53 are two national monuments in close proximity, El Moro and El Malpais. Now, I confess that I hadn't heard of these two members of the National Park Service community before I planned this road trip. So I'm all the more keen to discover them now I'm here with lead park ranger Macy McPherson. Macy, let's talk first about El Moro. I've just been there, and it's really, the the history is written on the rocks themselves. Yes, El Moro is literally history written on the rocks. You can see inscriptions from people dating back to the Spaniards. Uh, You can see the Calvary. When they came through, they wrote their inscriptions on the rock. You can see pioneers that were passing through writing on the rock. Um, And it's a really special place where you don't really get to see that in, in other national park sites or anywhere else necessarily in the in the world where history is literally written on the rocks and you can go up and look right at it. <laughs> and what I really appreciated was the, the park interpretive service that, that brings alive the individual inscriptions on the rocks and makes them personal, tells the history, the stories of the conquistadoras, or the, the governors of New Mexico, or, or the, the little 12-year-old girl who got shot by an arrow. But <laughs> we're, we're still, still on the wall there. Yeah, it's... It's a great mix of unique stories at El Moro. I think the one of the most fascinating parts when I first learned about El Moro 
is that you had history from the Spaniards and then onward to more recent history, um, as well as ancient history to the Native American cultures with petroglyphs on the rock. Um, And so you've had people coming there mostly as a refuge because there's a nice pool of water there. And so the Spaniards would come and they would... um, they stopped there for rest and they wrote down their story and that they passed by here and the next people to come by did the same thing. And so you, you had this really unique refuge that people had to stop at because you're in the Southwest, you're in the desert, there isn't water everywhere. So they had to stop there. Yeah, it is. It's a simply magical place and it's pocket sized. Unlike its near neighbor, just up the road, El Malpais, which of course means bad country. Why so bad? So if you imagine those stories that were written on the rock at El Moro, El Malpais wasn't quite the same type of refuge. It's, we have a lot of lava here. It's full of hard rock and hard landscapes to traverse and trek across. So we really didn't have the type of place where people wanted to stay put as on their travels west um, or travels through the southwest. So when the Spaniards came through on their way west or on their way east as they were making their path through past El Moro, the badlands, this lava, this incredible lava flows stood in their way. And so it wasn't maybe today where visitors think, oh, this is a beautiful, magnificent landscape. It was really hard for those early travelers to even get across. And all kinds of cool features to explore. Yeah, we have not only lava fields, but there's cinder cones and there's lava trenches, sinks and lava tubes that visitors to this day can go and explore. Well, I'm looking forward to to doing that next. These are two certainly extraordinary parks you have here, and they certainly shouldn't be missed. Thank you, Macy, for telling us why they shouldn't be missed. Thank you so much. To find out more about great road trips in the U.S., go to www.visittheusa.ca, find the Explore tab, and click on Road Trips. There you'll see tons of information on all the classic road trip itineraries throughout the U.S., from New England to Hawaii. And there is also lots more info on the national parks specifically at www.outdoors.visittheusa.ca. Look out for a dazzling visual celebration of the USA's majestic national parks on IMAX film. It's called America Wild National Parks Adventure. And it takes us off on the ultimate off-trail adventure into America's awe-inspiring great outdoors and untamed wilderness. Yosemite is one of the stars in this breathtaking film which celebrates the nation's centennial anniversary of the U.S. national parks. Don't miss it. It will inspire you to come to see some of the places that I'm visiting on my great American road trip. I'm just going to take a moment to feel the wind in my hair on the open road and then I'm going to take you on a tour of some of New Mexico's other national parks and monuments. You're listening to The Chris Robinson Travel Show. The U.S. National Parks has spent the last century preserving what nature took a 100,000 years to perfect. Ready when you are. Come explore every awe-inspiring cliff, every plummeting canyon and thundering waterfall in 2016. The centennial of the U.S. National Parks. Learn about the USA and the great outdoor initiative at visittheusa.ca and discover this land like never before. This old jack-in-the-box reminds me of old-fashioned windows. You know, the ones with cranks? As I turn the crank on this old jack-in-the-box, I remember how aggravating window cranks can be. 
They stick and stick out through curtains and blinds. They sure don't help your resale value. They fall off. They can even damage your window frames over time. And when you're trying to keep your home warm in winter and cool in the summer, when those energy bills come in, your money flows right out through the cracks. The cracks caused by the cranks. Joke's on you. Instead, install Magic Windows from Magic Window Innovations. Magic Windows open at the touch of a hand, yet seal super tight to reduce your energy bills. And the Magic Windows you put in today will still be covered by warranty in 2055. Don't build or renovate without visiting magicwindow.ca. Otherwise, you're just going to be cranky. Abamania is the largest production of ABBA in the world. The New York Times says they're amazing. The Chicago Tribune, unbelievable. Hear all the hits from Waterloo to Dancing Queen. On the same show is Night Fever as the Bee Gees. Five decades of hits to Love Somebody, Jive Talking, and many more. Don't miss these two great shows. Coming to Roy Thompson Hall, Saturday, April 23rd at 8 p.m. Call 416-872-4255 or online at RoyThompson.com. There's willpower. Nope, I'm not going to eat that delicious cupcake. I'm not. Horsepower. What do you think of those horses? And then there's zero power. Zero percent? Zero percent on all of these? Experience the power of zero at your Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram retailer. With zero percent financing up to 84 months on a 2016 Ram 1500. And up to $9,000 in total discounts. On now. See retailer for details. Hi, I'm Cherry Tab, co-founder of the Herzig Eye Institute, and we do vision correction on chickens. It's true. Afterwards, when they're not feeling chicken anymore, they always say, I don't know why I was so nervous. That was so easy. Thank you. Thank you for holding my hand and answering my questions and taking such good care of me. So what are you waiting for? Google high-definition vision. Learn about Herzig. Call us for a consultation. There's no charge. Look after yourself. Promise me. The Chris Robinson Travel Show is brought to you by VisitTheUSA.ca. Come and explore the magnificence of U.S. national parks. Living the dream. Vacation. This is the Chris Robinson Travel Show on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Chris Robinson Travel Show. And I'm on location on a great American road trip across the U.S. Southwest celebrating the 100th anniversary of the National Park Service by visiting many of their greatest treasures. I'm driving south from Albuquerque towards the Mexican border to the Tularosa Basin. This is where we'll find one of the world's most unique wonders, the glistening white sand dunes of gypsum sand, which cover 275 square miles of desert, creating the world's largest gypsum dune field in White Sands National Monument. The national parks and monuments I visited on this road trip have transported me to distant times and unforgettable landscapes. But none have taken me to such a distinctive, almost alien world like the place I'm in now. White Sands National Monument in southern New Mexico is simply unique. Becky Burkhart is the Chief of Interpretation for the National Park Service here. And Becky, how do you describe, how do you begin to describe the landscape that we've just seen? It is pretty amazing. Like you said, it is an otherworldly landscape. Imagine brilliant blue skies and blinding white sands for as far as you can see for miles and miles. It is truly an amazing, 
uh, place like no place else on earth. It surely is. How did it come to be? Well, that's a great story, and it started approximately 270 million years ago with the Permian Sea laying down beds of gypsum. Those gypsum beds were raised up into the mountains, and the Tularosa Basin is like a bathtub without a drain. So all the snow and rain that falls on the mountains and in the basin all drain to Lake Lucero. That that rain and snowmelt is gypsum-laden, so the, the gypsum laid down by the Permian Sea now comes back. And then when it all collects at Lake Lucero, which is the lowest point in the basin, that water evaporates under the hot sun here in the Tularosa Basin, leaves behind the crystalline form of gypsum, known as selenite. Selenite is very soft and freeze and thaw, as well as wind breaks down the selenite into smaller and smaller particles. And then when they're about the size of a cornflake or smaller, the wind will pick up those particles bump and slam against each other until you get the small grains of white sand. And this incredible landscape. How, how do visitors get the most out of the park? How do they experience it? It is all unique. Just as dynamic as the dune field is, it's constantly changing. The visitor experience is truly what you make of it. If you want to have a family experience, come out here and sled and picnic, you can do that. If you want a quiet solitude experience, you can do that. So there's many things to do, hiking, camping, uh, backcountry camping, going out and sleeping under the stars in the dune field is truly amazing. So your experience is what you want it to be. How can life possibly exist out there? (laughs) That is a great story. It is water. Deserts are known to be dry and barren. But that's the uniqueness of White Sands. Water is the key to life. And we have considerably amount of water here. It's about one to two feet below the surface. But that sustains a number of plants and animal species. And of course, there are a range of led activities that explain all this for visitors. Absolutely. We offer the sunset stroll every night of the year, except Christmas, December 25th. It's one hour before sunset. It's a great way to learn more about the plants, the animals, and the geology that make this place truly unique. Well, it truly feels like an out-of-this-world experience here at White Sands National Monument. Thank you for sharing it with me and the listeners, Becky. We hope to see all you folks out here enjoying this amazing location. If you love the open road, then come road tripping in New Mexico. The route takes me from desert heat to mountain vistas in minutes, and often there's not another car in sight. In addition to national parks and monuments, New Mexico is serving up urban cultural jewels, such as Albuquerque and Santa Fe, really good regional cuisine and wine, and a soupçon of the bazaar at Roswell, New Mexico, where I dropped in at the International UFO Museum and Research Centre. Apparently, even aliens love this place. Well, just when I thought I'd seen it all on this National Parks road trip, peaks over 14,000 feet and depths below sea level, forests of gigantic trees and bare desert dunes, now I've arrived at the last national park on my journey, and it is totally different to all of the others. Carlsbad Caverns National Park is a whole new world of wonders, nearly a thousand feet underground. My underworld guru here is National Park's Public Affairs Officer, Valerie Golke. Valerie, this must surely be one of the most unique of all of the U.S. national parks. Well, it certainly is very special. Um, It is one of the few cave national parks. Uh, We are highly visited because of that, and it's a spectacular cave. 
Yeah. Well, we're in uh, South East New Mexico, I guess, here, and no one would suspect that there was an underground world below us. How and when was it discovered? It was actually discovered tens of thousands of years ago by the Native Americans because we have evidence on the surface that they were here, but we don't have any evidence in the cave that they were here. So the first real explorer happened, it happened in 1898, and it was a young cowboy named Jim White, and he was out roaming the land and saw what he thought was smoke. And he rode over to figure out that it was actually the bats leaving the cave. And once he saw that magnificent hole in the ground, he had to explore. And imagine going in the depths and the darkness with no trails and no lighting. He did it by kerosene lamp and went on for decades to explore. My goodness. And when did it become a, a national monument and then a national park? National monument, it was established in 1923, and a national park was 1930. Oh. Well, Emily Davis, uh, we talked to at the Grand Canyon, and she described the expressions of awe when visitors first gaze over the precipice into the canyon. And I guess you must see the same when visitors go down into the depths of the, uh, of the cavern and see the big room for the first time. It's amazing to see people's expression most people know about Carlsbad Caverns National Park, but to actually come and visit and see it and smell it and feel it and experience it is a whole different world. And people tell us quite often, I would have come here years ago if I would have known it was this beautiful. And big room must surely be one of the world's great understatements. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big room. You won't get claustrophobia, I promise. Can you tell us about the cave formations down there? Absolutely. We have beautifully decorated caverns, and they're uh, stalactites and stalagmites. So the stalagmites are on the floor coming up. The stalactites are hanging from the ceiling. And they are basically formed, um, I don't know if folks remember making drip sand castles when they were little. Oh, yes. But it's like Still that. <laughs> minerals are deposited. Water drips. Yeah. The water evaporates. Minerals are left behind. And that's how they grow. Wow. And summer visitors have 300,000 other reasons to come here, don't they? Absolutely. Our bats are spectacular. They summer here. They leave nightly to go find their food. And the whole exodus out of the cave is just a wonderful, wonderful thing to see. And visitors have a choice of either self-guided uh, tours of the caverns or, of course, guided tours. They do, and they can actually do both. They can self-guide part of the day, go on a ranger-led tour. They can do our astronomy show and the bat flight. Wonderful. Well, Valerie, you and your National Park Service colleagues do such an amazing job here at Carlsbad Caverns by not only protecting but also enabling access to this great natural wonder to mere mortals like me. So thank you very much, and I'll be back to see those, uh, those bats uh, flying out of the cave at sunset. Thank you. The only drawback with great road trips is uh, they have to come to an end. It's been a magnificent experience, and I hope that you've enjoyed sharing it with me. But this was my road trip, and now you should think about planning your own Great American Road Trip. The place to start is visittheusa.ca website. Go to the Explore tab and click on Road Trips for a whole range of suggested road trips, from the Blues Highway to the Oregon Trail and from Route 66 to the Great River Road. There's more information at chrisrobinsontravelshow.com, where you can share my road trip in the travel blog and on Pinterest. There are also podcasts of extended interviews at all of the national parks that I visited on this trip. Many helpful hands facilitated my journey, especially the dedicated team of the National Park Service. I would also like to thank Ali in California, Tony from Arizona and Heather and Carolyn from New Mexico, as well as Sana, Patrice and Marissa in the Canadian office of Brand USA. Meanwhile, 
please join me in wishing happy 100th birthday to the National Park Service of America. And come with me again next week on another travel experience. Hi, Chris Robinson here again with the weekly roundup of travel news. I often cross multiple time zones on flights travelling to the destinations that we cover on the travel show. And I always try to minimise jet lag, so I arrive ready and raring to go, and several listeners have asked for tips on this. So, here are my secrets. In the days leading up to the trip, I try to eat well, exercise and reduce stress levels. I adjust my bedtime to more closely match the sleep schedule that I'll encounter at my destination. Several nights of restful sleep before your trip are really important, especially if you're travelling west to east, which is always the most challenging direction. Dehydration is one of the leading causes of jet lag due to the extremely low humidity levels on the aeroplanes. So I try to resist drinking alcohol and coffee, both of which increase dehydration, and I also drink plenty of water before, during and after my flight. Digestion is a big issue on flights, so I eat lightly, and I save myself for some of the destination's cuisine on arrival. Once in the air, I take off my shoes and loosen my clothing to relax. I immediately reset my watch and my mindset to match the time at my destination. So if it's night time where I'm going, then I try to sleep. A travel pillow, eye mask and noise-cancelling earphones are useful travel tools. And if it's daytime in my destination, then I get what exercise that I can, stretching my back, arms and legs in my seat, and when trolley service permits, out in the aisle too. Many modern aircraft, such as the Air Canada Dreamliner or Air Transat's newly refurbished fleet, help with jet lag with mood lighting. The Dreamliner is also one of the best aircraft when it comes to humidity levels, hence reducing dehydration. Lastly, when I arrive, I get a few minutes of sunshine as soon as possible. If I need to rev up the motors for some energetic sightseeing, I try to get in a run or a swim. Conversely, if I need a daytime nap to keep going, then I keep it to just 30 minutes. The goal is to adopt the time zone you're in as soon as possible. My deal of the week this week is with Bentley Luggage. They have a branded luggage event which runs until April 24th that includes names such as Swiss Gear, Samsonite, Travel Pro and Skyway. Get 65% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. I've just returned from my two-week road trip to the national parks of the American Southwest and I road-tested the Swiss Gear Dom luggage. I'm happy to recommend it as both light and durable, which are the two yardsticks that I use to judge luggage. And at 65% off, it's a steal. Go to shopbentley.com for the details. Also, check out the once-in-a-lifetime tour in Southeast Asia I'm hosting in November with Senior Discovery Tours. The Ancient Kingdoms of Southeast Asia is an 18-day tour departing November the 5th and includes flights, hotels and meals. We'll explore exotic Vietnam, Laos and Cambodia together. All the details of this fabulous trip can be found on the Senior Discovery Tours website at seniordiscoverytours.ca. Don't delay, it's booking up fast. Next week on The Travel Show, we're Europe-bound with Transat. Listeners looking to discover Europe for the first time, as well as those making return trips to explore new sights and sounds, will want to hear about Transat's vast selection of packages, tours, cruises and a la carte travel suggestions for this summer. 
We'll cover Zagreb in Croatia, their newest destination, as well as a whistle-stop tour of their 27 other European destinations with direct charter flights from here in Canada. From the UK and Ireland to France, Italy and Greece, travel to Europe with me on The Travel Show next week. And take a virtual trip on the chrisrobinsontravelshow.com website for the details of this show and join me at 1pm next Saturday or Sunday here on The Travel Show on Zuma Radio to enjoy our very own grand tour of Europe on The Chris Robinson Travel Show.